of the Cape. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. It's 10.39 on the Voice of the Cape. Uh, my name is uh, Mohammed Fasih Peterson and I'm standing in for Auntie Aisha Natu this uh, morning. Beautiful, beautiful Friday morning. And of course, uh, it's once again the Friday Nasiha taking us up all the way until half past 11. Don't forget, uh, this afternoon we'll be crossing through to the Juma broadcast, or this morning rather, a little bit earlier. After 10.35, inshallah, we'll be crossing live to the Nur Latif Masjid, of course, for the beautiful Kira'a program, as well as Juma program. Program that will be hosted there, and I believe the talk will be given by Mona Ihsan Hendricks, inshallah. I mean, of course, uh, we'll be broadcasting live from the Karamat uh, for the duration of the weekend, taking in some of the activities and festivities. And then don't forget, also on Saturday, we'll be live at the Two Oceans Marathon, inshallah, as we uh, uh, cover the race. So, Duke, if you're running, wave to the VSC stand, come and partake in some of the uh, of the drinks that are on offer, inshallah, as you pass by our stand. We'll be out, I believe, in Hout again uh, for the Two Oceans Marathon, showing our stripes and flying the VSC flag very high, inshallah. Well, as mentioned, Friday Nasiha, and what a beautiful morning. The sun is poking out here and there, but alhamdulillah, we've been receiving a lot of rain, a lot of rahmah, alhamdulillah, for the last while, and we make the Allah continue this and grant us lots of beneficial and sufficient rain, inshallah, ameen. This morning, I have in studio with me and none other than Sheikh Nabil Majid. It's been a while since we've been together, alhamdulillah. And of course, uh, uh, whenever I see Sheikh, uh, we always going to be listening to something very important and very uplifting, subhanAllah. So this morning, we first greet Sheikh. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullah wa barakatuh to Fasih and all the listeners of Voice of the Cape. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullah wa barakatuh. Sheikh, uh, I think this, this morning we have an important topic. We're speaking about halal earnings. We're speaking about sustenance, subhanAllah. Something that we sometimes overlook. Uh, we take it for granted. Someone goes and they apply for a job and they get the job and they say, I got the job because of my qualifications. And they start working and they make money and they make more money. And no, they don't. Put the fact that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala into the equation. Uh, we don't even think about our, uh, the, the cell phones we have in our pocket, the car that we drive, uh, the house that we have as ni'mah from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. All of that coming from Allah's desire to want to give us things or want to better our lives, subhanAllah. So today we'll be exploring this topic and may Allah make us grateful for all of those things that Allah, all of those ni'mahs that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given to us, inshallah. Shaykh Faitafadam. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, alhamdulillah rabbil alameen, wa salatu wa salamu ala shafi mursaleen, Sayyidina wa Nabihina, wa Mawlana Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, wa ba'd, once again to our honorable listeners of Voice of the Cape, I greet you with the greeting of Al-Islam, assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Honorable listeners, sometimes we vary, we greet, or many shuyukh al-mashayikh al-ulama, sometimes we vary reluctant to greet back. And we know the great reward and thawab for responding to this greeting of Al-Islam, the emblem of Al-Islam. <coughs> it uh, just come, come to mind now, uh, even in the time of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Umar ibn Khattab, he lodged a complaint. And he said to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Ya Rasulullah, you know what, every time if I walk around and I meet up with Ali, then Ali, Ali is reluctant to greet me first. You know, I, I, then I must be the one, I'm the senior. Uh, in age, I'm senior. He's also senior in ilm and knowledge. But how come Ali must first? I must first greet Ali. Then he respond. And Abu Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam then summons Ali, coming Ali. You know, Ali's uh, beloved uh, son-in-law of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. And Abu Muhammad then asked Ali, and Ali, what's the reason why 
You never greet it first. Never start at greeting first. It's something good. Khair and barakah, obviously, a person greets that thawab descends from Allah upon that particular person. So Ali then responded by saying, Ya Rasulullah, Sami'atuka anta taqulu, I've heard you said that we ever start greeting first and Allah built for him a palace in the Jannah. So I wanted that Allah should build that palace for Umar. That's why I allowed Umar to greet first and I responded to the greeting of Umar. So Alhamdulillah, I greet you with the greeting of Islam, Rahmatullahi wa Barakatuh. And we thank Allah for this great ni'mah. We thank Allah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala once again have united us on a beautiful day. And this is one of the beautiful, one of the best days. And that's the day of Jumu'ah, the day that we normally celebrate, the day of Khair, the day of good and barakah. It's such a day described by our, our beloved Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam in Jumu'ah Khairun. The Rasulullah says the day of Jumu'ah is the best of day when the sun has set light on this particular day, the day of Jumu'ah. Al-Jumu'ah, Yawm al-Jumu'ah fi khuliqa Adam, on the day of Jumu'ah Allah created Adam Alayhi Salatu Wasallam, fi udkhilahu al-Jannah. And on this day Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala reinstated Adam in the Jannah. وفيه تاب الله عليه أن الزدف جمع الله في اكسبتة تنبريس التوبة of Adam and in this day Allah will um, uh, Israfil the, the Malaika responsible for blowing the trumpet he will blow the trumpet on this particular day on the day of Jumu'ah and we should make dua and also on this day Allah sets free uh, sit to mere elf 600,000 necks from the fire of Jahannam and we should make dua Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala take us away on this day of Jumu'ah because a person that dies on the day of Jumu'ah shaheed. Allah reward and Allah record for him at the reward of a shaheed so alhamdulillah we honor and we bless and we thank Allah for this great ni'mah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bestowed upon us this great day the day of Jumu'ah honorable listeners alhamdulillah uh, my colleague and very close friend, Sheikh Riyadi normally select, I don't have a random, I can't just choose a topic, but Sheikh Riyadi have chosen a topic. And likewise, he choose every Friday a topic for different, all different mashaykh and ulama. And today's topic, very, very important topic, is a topic in reference to our sustenance. And unfortunately, uh, people do not understand and don't, they don't realize the ultimate uh, sustainer and ultimate provider is none other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and unfortunately because of people do not have that yaqeen and conviction and sometimes people then resort to different ways in acquiring that sustenance and when Allah unfortunately we do find people that acquire this sustenance via a non via haram source non halal source so inshallah that's my selection of the topic so for the first part of the topic and nasiha is firstly to understand sustenance come from Allah and the last part of the topic, then I will speak then mentioning <coughs> the punishment and the adab and what Nabi Ali speaks about the person that acquires his sustenance and attains his sustenance via a haram manner. So honorable listeners, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describes himself in the glorious Quran. The Quran is our constitution. The Quran we draw from this glorious Quran. And Allah speaks in this Quran. And Allah gives us and Allah mentions and Allah describes himself where Allah mentioned four qualities. Four qualities. Nobody can participate and share in these four qualities other than Allah. So the first quality Allah describes himself. Allah says, Allah khalaqakum. So the first quality. Allah is the one that creates. Allah is the one that mold. Allah is the one that fashion. Allah is the one that created us. Then Allah mentioned this immediately after creating. Allah mentioned the quality of Allah is the ultimate provider. Allah is the one that sustains. Allah is the one that gives. Then Allah mentioned a quality, Thumma yumitukum. Allah is the one that causes a person to die. Thumma yuhiikum. And Allah is the one that gives life. 
So if we have to reflect on these uh, characteristics of Allah, then Allah mentioned the first two qualities. The first quality of creation, of creating, and the second quality of sustenance, of rizq, Allah mentioned in the past tense. And the two other qualities, Allah mentioned the qualities of death, Allah mentioned the qualities of life, Allah mentioned, mentioned it in a future tense. So what is in the hikmah and wisdom, why Allah mentioned the two qualities of create, creation or creating, and the quality of sustenance in the past tense. So the ulama analyze this particular verse, and they say, why? Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala have already ordained our sustenance. We cannot change. It's already ordained. Like the poet said, he says, لا تجعلن فليس رزق بالعجل He said, don't be in a rush and, and all the time uh, rushing and acquiring your sustenance. Like you see, honorable lessons that we know, uh, for a person that travel peak hours, what happened? The taxi drivers, they're rushing. And ya Allah, they have no ethical ways of driving, subhanAllah. For the exclusion of the few of them, but all the time in a rush. And sometimes we all suggest in the rush early up in the morning, we rush a whole day. So we're rushing to acquire our sustenance. And here the poet is saying, Don't rush. Don't uh, uh, be in a hurry. Because you cannot acquire your sustenance in a rush. Because our rizq and our sustenance are recorded in the Loh al-Mahfud. Today that Allah created us, Allah has already ordained our sustenance for us. فَلَوْ صَبَرْنَا لَكَانَ الرِّزْقِ يَطْلُبُنَا And he goes further by saying, if we have applied patience in acquiring our sustenance, in attaining our sustenance, then our sustenance would have called for us. Then our sustenance would have wanted us. Subhanallah. لَكِنَّهُ خُلِقَ الْإِنسَانِ مِنْ عَجْلٍ But unfortunately, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala have created us with the quality of hastiness. So honorable listeners, Wallahi, that Allah is a sustainer. Allah says, وَمَا مِنْ دَابَّةٍ فِي الْأَرْضِ إِلَّا عَلَى اللَّهِ رِزْقُهَا That every moving creation on this face of the earth, Allah has taken full responsibility. Allah is the convener of our sustenance. Allah is the provider of our sustenance. So there's no need for us to acquire and attain our sustenance via haram manner. In the time of Nabi Sulaiman, I would like to quote Nabi Sulaiman that Allah has given abilities and Allah has given certain preference to Nabi Sulaiman. And one of the preference and abilities Allah gave to Nabi Sulaiman, Allah gave Nabi Sulaiman could, could converse with the animals and different creation of Allah. Allah made the wind under the spell of Nabi Sulaiman. So now, Listening and Abu Sulaiman then seeing, knowing that Allah is a provider and Allah is a sustainer, Nabi Sulaiman, Sulaiman then spoke to an ant. Atta bin Amla, brought an ant. And he said to the ant, وَقَالَ لَهَا كَمْ يَكْفِيكَ مِنَ الرِّزْقِ كُلِّ عَامٍ That, oh ant, I want to know how much of wealth and how much of sustenance you need to survive in whole year. It's almost like I'm asking uh, um, uh, Sheikh um, uh, Fasir, what is your view, how much of money you need to survive for the year? So, I'm a sheikh, and obviously I expect that you must be honest with me. So you have to tell me, okay, sheikh, I need about 100,000. I need 100,000 to survive for the whole year. Exactly the same. The Namla, Nabi Sulaiman asking this, and the aunt said, okay, fine, oh, Nabi of Allah, that I, I require to survive for this whole year, I only require two grains of wheat. Khalas. So Nabi of Allah, he said, you can't can survive with two grains. So now the Nabi took the two grains, and he took the ant, and he captured the ant in a container, and he covers the container. And he left the ant. And he puts in two grains. And after a year expired, 
Nabi Sulaiman then went to the container and he had to open the container. But to say, Alhamdulillah, the ant survived because he said he needed about two grains. You said you need about 100,000, so I expected after a year, your 100,000 is supposed to be depleted because you said you only needed 100,000. But when Abu Sulaiman then opened the container, he found that the ant ate one grain of wheat and he left the one grain. So that meant in reality that he could survive with what? Only one grain. I'm like, you will still have 50,000 rand left. So Nabi Sulaiman was very, very angry. Nabi Sulaiman then says to us, and Ya ayyuhatu allamna attakdabina ala nabihillah, that you're lying to a Nabi of Allah. I'm a prophet of Allah, you're lying to me? That you have one grain left? You said you only require two grains? So what was the response of the ant honorable listeners? The ant then said, called to, and the ant said, فَقَالَتْ لَهُ أَنَّمْلَ Ya Sulaiman, Ya Nabi Allah, O Nabi of Allah, Sulaiman. يوم كنت معتمدا ومعتمدا معتمدة على الله كان يكفي حبتان. He said, والله today I put my trust in Allah because I knew and I know with conviction and yakin Allah is the provider and Allah is the sustainer. So today I put my trust in Allah. Then the two grains suffice to my needs. But today I put my trust in you. Then there's a possibility that you're gonna forget about me. So that's why I had to look out for myself. Eat one grain. And I had to leave other grains, subhanAllah. So make that Allah grant us uh, that we're always fully dependent only on Allah. And Allah grant us that we must have that yaqeen only in Allah. And they would never ever try to, to the resort and acquiring our sustenance via haram source. Another incident also, in this case, it happened in a time of Nabi Musa. I think, Sheikh, on that note, we're going to go for a break. And when we come back, we'll continue. <laughs> On the voice of the Cape. Assalamu alaikum. Welcome back to Friday Nasiha here on the Voice of the Cape. And uh, as I glance to my right, I'm looking at the Haram of uh, Makkah and uh, the uh, activities are getting underway. The Juma proceedings uh, are getting underway. Subhanallah, the Adhan is just the first Adhan has just sounded, and uh, we're starting to see people uh, in earnest making their way. Uh, to the Haram Subhanallah. Well, uh, we're in studio with uh, Sheikh Nabil Majid, and uh, we're speaking about the importance of halal earnings and the sustenance. We're talking about sustenance, and before the break, Sheikh mentioned the story of Nabi Sulaiman and the ant, and understanding that at the end of the day, Subhanallah, you cannot place your trust in people, you can only place your trust in Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala, and this is what the ant demonstrated, Subhanallah, that if he places his trust in Allah, he will be, so, uh, it, Allah will suffice for him. If he places his trust in anyone else but Allah, he's always going to have to worry about whether or not it, the sustenance would be enough. So Sheikh was on the verge of mentioning uh, another another qissa. Bismillah wa salatu wa salamu ala shafu mursali sayyidina wa nabiyana Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam rightfully said uh, Muhammad Fasih we cannot, we, sometimes you cannot depend on people but you have to depend ultimately on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Allah grant us that yaqeen and trust Ameen. only on he, in him so this happened in the time of Musa another and then we'll come to Rasulullah. So another qissa happened in the time of Nabi Musa. So there was a person in Ayyam Musa that Ya'budu Solomon, that he worshipped idols. In actual fact, he was the manufacturer of idols. He manufactured the idol. Then after that, he worshipped the idols and he asked the idols for sustenance. And he said, Ya Sonam Urzuqani, Ya Sonam Ishfini, saying, O Sonam, an idol. You know, grant me sustenance. O idol, I'm sick, grant me health, restore my health. So what happened, one specific day, honorable listeners, 
by mistake. You know, the word sanam, idol in Arabic, and as-samad, or samad, one of the qualities and the characteristics of Allah, is very close. So the person then, this idol worshipper, he manufactured idols, and is asking idols to sustain him, his tongue slip. And instead of saying sanam, which is an idol in Arabic, he used the word samad, which means eternal, and Allah refers to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then, فَرَدَّ عَلَيْهِ قَائِلًا Then a, a sound, and Allah responded to him, and saying to him, لَبَيْكَ يَا عَبْدِي أَوْ مَا أَوْ مَا I'm here. Anything that you want, I'm here. You want sustenance, I'm prepared to sustain you. If you want health, I'm here. Again, showing this is Allah, and the qualities of Allah, irrelevant, the person was a sinner, even by mistake, Allah was still ready to provide for him, and to give him, and to kill him, subhanAllah. So there are numerous ahadith, of our beloved Prophet ﷺ in Ahadith Al-Qudsi where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about that we're so worried about the creation we're so worried about this earth Allah is saying Abdi khalaqtu samawatul ard oh my slave I Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala have created the heavens the seven heavens and the earth and Allah pays you think that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will pay any form of attention is Allah sometimes convey to us our sustenance if Allah created the earth and heaven and everything that it contains to give a slice of bread to you and me Muhammad Zain you think Allah is gonna that's gonna be make it so difficult for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that's not difficult for Allah and she also uh, beautifully as she demonstrated there this was an idol worshiper a person who made shirk with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and when he called upon Allah even by mistake Allah was to accept him exactly and here we find as Muslims in society today we like to make takfir in other people and proclaim them kafir yet even for the person who, dis- who disbelieves in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Allah is ready to welcome him back ya salam Allah and even Allah gives to him also subhanallah and Allah because he's ultimately also is Allah's creation all of us are creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so Allah's not only sustain us, Allah is sustaining everybody. So, so now in this uh, hadith al-Qudsi, Allah is saying, um, Ya Abdi, li alayka faridah. We have honorable listeners, we have a certain obligation to Allah. Allah is our sustainer, Allah is our provider. So Allah has given us certain obligation. An obligation of Allah, then we have to obey Allah. That's Allah's duty. That's Allah's haqq. It's Allah's right. Allah's entitled. We have to worship Allah. We have to perform our five times salah. How can a person, you know, still, you still want to qualify for the sustenance, but I do not perform salah? In this zaman, in this day and age, that we still find people, they don't perform salah. SubhanAllah, it doesn't make sense. So Allah is saying, my slave, you have my right over you, um, that you have to worship me. And you have a right over me, and your right over me, I will have to provide sustenance. I have to provide rizq to you. فَإِنْ خَالَفْتَنِي فِي فَرِضَتِي لَمْ أُخَالِفُكَ فِي رِزْقِكَ That if you... Uh, fall short of my obligation not worshipping me I will not fall short on conveying your sustenance towards you so isn't Allah entitled not to convey the sustenance to us because we are reluctant to worship Allah that we are neglectful to worship Allah that's Allah's entitled but yet Allah's rahmah and again Allah's mercy that Allah is saying yes you fall, you fall short in fulfilling my obligation but I will not fall short I will still give you sustenance I will still provide you our children of Adam that all children of Adam, that we are Adam, all the creation of Adam, you children of Adam, don't fear. You don't have to fear poverty. You don't have to acquire your sustenance via haram way and manner by stealing, by robbing people, by conning people. That khazaini malana, that Allah's storage, it's full. It will never ever become depleted. Allah's storage won't never, subhanAllah, never be depleted. That all children of Adam. Allah created us and Allah 
ordained and Allah said the objective and the goal why Allah created us that Allah created us for the act of worshipping Allah don't play in this dunya don't waste the time Allah says in the hadith al-Qudsi that Allah guaranteed Allah guarantees for us our sustenance Allah guarantees for us our rizq in raditu bima qassamtu so the condition honorable listeners if we must be satisfied that's a problem that we're sitting here so that sometimes we find that we're not satisfied we're not happy with the sustenance that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has provided we just want more and more and more allah saying if we satisfy with that little that allah given then allah will grant us that contentment in our hearts and that contentment in our body but the problem is in and we insan a human being and we're not sometimes happy with allah ordain we just want more and more and more and Allah says in a hadith Al-Qudsi wa Izzati wa Jalali, my Allah's honor and Allah's might, Allah la usallitanna dunya, Allah will afflict that person with dunya and dunya, that person's whole objective and goal in this dunya, just for working and working to find, unfortunately find some people are guilty of that, they have no time for Allah, they cross in just working and acquiring sustenance and sustenance. And end of the day, you only get what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has ordained for you. So honorable listeners, in the time of Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam, Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi uh, entered in a contract of nikah, and Nabi Muhammad never feared a shortage of sustenance and rizq. And Nabi Muhammad then invited to the walima, to the banquet, invited all his family, and invited his friends and his sahabas who were sitting and his companions, and they were eating. But now, because there were so many sahabas and companions, the food was very was insufficient. It was very really little food, and they had to add uh, addition water to make the the food a bit uh, you know waterish. And now they were eating, and we know sometimes our habits also sometimes we eat, and we still complain. You know, some people give us invitation to a walima to a banquet, and we still complain about the food. It's not nice. It's not you know. So so what happened? So the Sahaba was sitting and chatting about uh, about the food, and Abu Muhammad after the completion of the salah. And he inquired and he asked him, Fima antum tatahadathuna? What are you guys speaking about, my companions? They responded by saying, Ya Rasulullah, that we speak about the chapter of rizq, the chapter of sustenance. So now Nabi Muhammad then engaged them. Muhammad speaking to them, saying, Should I not inform you and tell you about a, a hadith, about a speech, or about an interaction? Uh, where Jibreel والسلام, spoke to me now. And the Sahaba said, Ya Rasulullah, please inform us. Naam. And Abi Muhammad والسلام, then said, You know what happened? Jibreel informed me, notified me, أخي سليمان, that my brother in prophecy, Sulaiman, that one day كان يصلي على شاطئ البحر. He was performing salah at the, at the beach, at the seashore. And while performing salah, he saw, and after completion of the salah, he saw a namla. Again, an ant. And this ant, tasiru wa fi famiha warakat khadra. And it's the ant is crawling in the sand. <coughs> and the ant is carrying a green leaf in his mouth. And the ant then emerged in the sea and the water. And then a, 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 a frog comes out of the water. And it carries it and, um, in the water. And they both then emerge in the, the water, in the sea. And after a long time, the ant then resurfaced without a leaf. And Abu Sulaiman wanted to know, you know, where is the leaf? What happened? Oh, ant, oh, ant, akhbirini bil qissa. Oh, ant, tell me what happened. So the ant then responded by saying, 
Ya Nabi Allah, na Nabi Sulaiman, fi asfal hadas, fi asfal hadal bahri sakhra. You know what? At the depth of beneath this, the sea, there's a, a rock. Wa fi wasatiha duda, in the middle of this rock, there's an insect. Qad ja'ala Allah rizquha ilayya. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made me the convener to convey the sustenance to this this, uh, this uh, creature of Allah, this insect of Allah, this worm, uh, below the depth of the sea. And for twice a day, that I am the convener and I'm the carrier to convey the sustenance to this particular uh, creature beneath the depth of the sea. And every time, if I convey sustenance to him, he prays Allah. Then he says, Subhanallah. Alladhi khalaqani And glory be to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Allah is the one that created me Wala yansani bi rizqi And Allah is the one that did not forget about my sustenance the voice of Sheikh Nabil Majid, this is the program Friday Nasiha, and of course uh, we're talking about the importance of halal earnings and speaking about sustenance as a as as a, as a ni'mah from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Uh, with all the daily stresses, you def- definitely need some sweetness in your day. Add sunshine, sugar, you'll be the true sweetheart as you add it to your loved ones, coffee or tea. And of course it's also perfect for baking. Sunshine, sugar, unbeatable quality and unbeatable taste. Get yours today at all leading cash and carry outlets. We're going to take a break now. When we come back, we'll continue and uh, we'll be into, I think, the second last segment of this program uh, dealing with uh, sustenance, dealing with rizik and may Allah grant. We become grateful uh, for what we have and that we uh, appreciate it. SubhanAllah. Back after this. Friday Nasikha on The Voice of the Cape. It is Friday Nasiha, still with Sheikh Nabil Majid uh, this morning, speaking about the sustenance, speaking about the rizik, subhanAllah. And uh, I think another beautiful story she have mentioned that everyone's sustenance is set out for them. And I, I, the question also is, Yesha, a lot of the time we find uh, people, they uh, get married and have kids and then they say they're worried, they get more, have more and more kids and they're worried that they're not going to be able to support yes, and sustain them. But obviously the rizik doesn't come from you, it comes from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah. Bismillah wa salatu wa salamu ala shaykh al-Rasaleen Sayyidina wa Nabiya Muhammad Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Rightfully said also Muhammad Zain Subhanallah Sometimes we have a tendency to fear And yet our beloved Prophet Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says We have to produce many children easily And Allah says لا تقتل أولادكم خشية إملاق Don't kill your children out of fearing for poverty because of sustenance in the hands of Allah, Allah is the provider for a person. Imagine, honorable listeners, a person that protects his honor and dignity. Do we think for one moment Allah is not going to convey Allah's sustenance to him? He preserved his honor and dignity? SubhanAllah. So, uh, we're coming back to the topic. Yes, Allah created us with this love of, of acquiring knowledge. So, we're not saying that you shouldn't acquire knowledge. Yes, it's, it's part of talabul risk wa tahseel, sharaf, you know, acquiring knowledge and, and sustenance and rizq is... One of the most honorable characteristics and qualities of a mu'min we want because of we via acquiring our sustenance and rizq. A person he protects his honor and dignity. You, uh, a person then can, if I have money and I have wealth and excess of wealth, then I can support. I can support any, uh, any, uh, any means and ways for people, uh, good ventures. 
giving sadaqah, giving charity, supporting a, a structure of construction of a mosque or institution, supporting students. I can do so many good deeds. Why? Because Allah provided me sustenance. But very, very important listeners, that al-kasbu al-tayyib wal-malul halal, that we, the condition of sustenance, the via and a halal manner, and acquiring and attaining sustenance in a halal manner because of the benefit of sustenance, a halal sustenance, it creates yunirul qalb. It, it brings in nur in a person's heart. And it opens a person's sadr and opens a person's chest. And, it, and Allah then transfer contentment in a person's heart. And it creates sakina and tranquility. And also then what happened because of this halal, this tayyib mal, this money that you've acquired and the salary from a halal nature, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes it so possible that all your body parts will support you, all your body parts will assist you in doing good deeds. So what is in the course of, uh, of attaining and acquiring sustenance in a halal manner? It assists the particular person in doing good deeds. Al-amal al-salih and also wa-ijabat al-du'a. Via acquiring sustenance in a halal manner, Allah will make it possible for you that your dua, that you make, your supplication that you make, that that supplication will become a supplication of mubarak, a supplication of uh, acceptance. Why? Because of your sustenance is from a halal nature. And exactly the opposite, if a person acquired his sustenance from haram nature, from haram avenues, from haram ways, uh, via riba, various other ways of haram, then such a sustenance I believe from barakah. It believe from barakah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala goes, uh, the ulama didn't explain so much, they say <laughs> Allah will make it possible for that person, his dua will not be accepted because of ye have acquired his sustenance via haram manner. In the hadith, narrated by the Sahabi, his name was Sa'ad ibn Waqqas, he said, he asked the Prophet, Ya Rasulullah, Allah, Ya Rasulullah asked Allah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala must make me that uh, a person that makes dua, the dua will be readily and immediately and speedily accepted. So Nabi Muhammad then gives a condition for a accepted dua. We want our duas to be accepted. We want all the time you're making dua to Allah. We make dua, Allah protect our children. We make dua, Allah grant us good health. So many dua that you make. But you find that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not readily respond to our dua. So Ya Rasulullah gives in guidelines to this great Sahabi, Sa'ad ibn Mu'az, the condition for an accepted dua. Nabi Muhammad then said to him and to all the listeners, Ya Sa'ad, atib mat'amak, takul mustajab al-da'wa, that our Sa'ad, that our mat'am, our food that we eat, must be from a pure nature, must be from a halal nature. And then Allah will make it possible for us that our du'as that we make will be mustajab, insha'Allah. So we have to take care, the luqma. If a person then a, a morsel of food, of haram, wallah, if you jawfihi, as mentioned in the hadith of Rasulullah, then what will happen, Jamaat Muslimin? Allah yataqabbal minhu amal arba'ina sabaha. Allah will not accept from such a person that fed his family, that fed himself with haram, that for 40 days or for 40 mornings, Allah will not accept his salah. Allah will not accept his ibadah. And actually, the hadith goes further by saying that any person that have raised his children and the body parts are grown from a haram nature, the fire of Jahannam is more deserving for such a person. A person comes, a hadith comes in Muslim, that he, a man, he traveled for so long and for so long and then and he's, he's tired and he raises his hands in the sama and he's saying, Ya Rabbi, Ya Rabbi, Allah, he's praying to Allah, wanting Allah to fulfill his dua that you make, that he makes, وَمَثْعَمُهُ حَرَامٌ But the food that he ate was haram. وَمَشْرَبُهُ حَرَامٌ 
and the water and the, the, that he drank was from a haram nature. haram. And his clothing that you're wearing is for haram nature. How can Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then respond to such a dua? For he have broken the, the connection between him and Allah, and that is that you have engaged, you have, you have eaten something of haram, subhanAllah. So it was all the time the advice of uh, the Sahabiyat. And sometimes also we as, uh, as mothers and wives, you have to ask your, wife, uh, your husband from where did he get the sustenance, the means of attaining the sustenance. The Sahabiyat, I mentioned in one incident, when the, the husband goes out in the morning, then the wife is to say, the wife is to ask her husband, Ya, oh, Fulan, Ibn Fulan, that, oh, my husband, uh, do not, la ta'kul harama, don't eat haram, don't bring haram to our house. Ittaqillafina, it's to say, fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, by turning to our sustenance. Fa'inna nasbira ala al-ju'i, wa nasbira ala nari that we can... We can apply patience on this hunger of this dunya. If there's no food, fine, we can sober, no problem. But we cannot apply patience. We cannot show sober if we, you're going to bring haram to our house. And then Allah ultimately Allah will punish us. So we have no patience for the adab of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala if you should bring food from a haram nature. There are numerous examples in a hadith of Rasulullah. Another incident, when Abi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa didn't address each and every person saying, then we will stand in the courts of Allah and we will not move an inch forward. As hadith mentioned, Allah will ask us, where did we get our sustenance from? Allah will say, La tazulu, hadith of Rasulullah, that we will stand dead still, not moving forward, inch forward or back to the back. Unless Allah is going to ask us four things. And amongst the four, Allah, Nabi Muhammad says, Allah is going to ask us, where did we get our money from? <coughs> How did we acquire our money? Did we acquire our money from a haram nature? Did we acquire our money from a halal nature? So if it's so, and also, on how do we spend our money? Because now sometimes also, we do find people, they're spending their money, the halal money in haram. You find people that, uh, they're gambling. You find people that they deal in um, uh, the riba issues. Wallah, I know about incidents where people, they borrow money. And they borrow money, they call them the money lenders. And they borrow a certain 100 or 500 rand, and they want back this halal money. And they borrow it to this particular person, a person need to give it back, then they want 700 rand. So, yeah, Allah is going to ask us today of Qiyamah, how did we acquire our money? And how did we spend our money? Did we spend our money in a halal way? To spend our money to feed our family. So we take honor and acquiring as males, we take honor in acquiring sustenance because of acquiring sustenance in a halal manner. That's also an act of ibadah. So, honorable listeners, Nabi Adam he gave certain wasiyah, he gave advice uh, to all the children of Adam. And the first advice he said to him, he said to his children, Oh, my children, convey this advice to my extended family and children. So never ever, if Allah granted us sustenance and rizq, don't be so confident of your sustenance. You're so confident, you're so contented of your sustenance that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala provided you. And he said, فَإِنِّي الْجَنَّةَ I was contented with the ultimate jannah. I was so confident I'm going to stay in this ultimate jannah, this beauty place and comfort. But the reality, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala have expelled me from this Jannah. How many times you have seen, honorable listeners, that the person's condition does not stay the same. 
Sometimes you find people that uh, for the poor, but Allah subhanahu because via the sustenance, Allah is a convener, and the conveyor of sustenance, that person overnight, mashallah, he become rich. And how many times you have seen people that all the money, and they had houses, they had cars, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala have taken everything away, and such a person have become poor. So our condition do not stay all this time the same. So don't become overconfident and become arrogant. Also we see so many examples, Allah granted the person to be healthy. And tomorrow you find that same person was so healthy that he can be sick. And exactly the same, the person that is sick, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala granted him overnight health again. So, the per- Abdullah ibn Abbas, once he said to the Amir, he said, Ya Amir, you know what? You see this guy here, he's walking in the street, and this guy is begging. And that's why Allah granted us sustenance, and we work for our family to, uh, to avoid begging. We don't beg. So now this uh, um, uh, Sahabi, he finds this person, he's from the Abbas tribe, from his tribe, uh, and he finds him standing, uh, and, and he's begging, he's asking, he's blind, uh, he's, look, he's walking with shabby clothing, uh, and he's asking people for food, he's asking people to assist him. And Abbas then said to him, Ya Amir al-Mu'mineen, uh, you know, I want, I want you must listen, because he knew this person's story. And he said to me, Amir al-Mu'mineen, that I want you must engage this person and speak to him, and just listen to his story, what happened to him. Obviously the Amir al-Mu'mineen, and he called this particular person, and he asked the person, you know, qissata, what happened to you? And this person responded by saying, he said, Ya Amir Mu'mineen, inni kuntu min ahna ahlul Madina. I was one of the richest people in Madina. I don't know, you're going to go for a break, Muhammad Zain? Yes, uh, Sheikh, we're going to go for a break. When we come back, we'll continue in a winter final segment. We'll continue with the story, inshallah. I mean, speaking to Sheikh Nabil Majid, and we're speaking about the importance of halal earnings, speaking about sustenance this evening, and this great ni'mah that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us and grants us to be alive on a continuous basis, alhamdulillah, uh, back after this. <laughs> Friday Nasiha on the Voice of the Cape. Assalamu welcome back. It's 11.25, minutes before uh, we do it in this program. And subhanAllah, it's been such a pleasure listening to the Nasiha this morning. And uh, um, I think uh, it's given us a different perspective on uh, how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us our rizq and how we should look at the ni'mah that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala places into our lives. Sheikh, quite a father. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim wa salatu wa salamu ala shafur salim Sayyidina wa nabiyyina Mawlana Muhammad Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Honorable listeners, I still continue with this uh, person when he was uh, from the Abbas tribe and he was saying Allah granted him such, uh, such uh, amount of wealth that was uh, considered as being one of the richest persons in the city of Medina and had a lot of, lot of money, mashallah. And he said, min humala. I had lots and lots of money. And lots and lots of uh, animals. And uh, So what happened? He said, one day, myself and my family went out on our way to Sham, to, to, to Syria. So we're going to trade. And that's also permissible for us. <coughs> so we're going to enter in a trade agreement. And he took his family and all his loads, camels, uh, loads of wealth. And alhamdulillah, that he's going to go. So what happened, he said, one night, and uh, looking for shelter, we went in a cave, and my family was, mashallah, was sleeping, and I was also sleeping, and all my camels loads were on the one side, and I was waiting for the morning to wake up and to go further, because I had, had, had to take a risk. So, the, so a severe storm came, and Allah sent down a storm, and a flood, so it flooded the whole cave, and the, the person, his family drowned, 
and all his property lost. There was only one camel load. And he said, I was uh, you know, struggling and I was trying to get uh, this uh, camel load filled with goods. And when I came by this particular camel, the camel then um, smashed me and it smashed my nose. I broke my nose. I couldn't see properly. Uh, my, 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 I lost all my, my teeth and, and I had to leave and I couldn't. And I've lost all my property. And I said, Wallahi, Amir Mu'mineen, and one night I've lost my, my family. And one night I lost uh, almost my, my, my life. One night I lost my children. One night I lost my, my property only in one night. So never become overconfident in this dunya, not thinking that, uh, that you're going to die, you're not thinking that I'm not going to lose all my property and wealth, subhanAllah. Allah put barakah in our property and wealth and always comes from a halal nature. Another incident also happened in the time of Sina Ali anhu in reference to sustenance from a halal uh, nature and boy. Sina Ali was going to the mosque of our beloved Prophet and Sina Ali then entered the masjid and a person was standing by the door. And Sina Ali then said to this particular person, I'm sick, you know, take my, my, my mule. And the person, he takes the hijama, he takes the reins of uh, this mule of Sina Ali. And Sina Ali goes to the masjid and he performs what he had to do, fulfill this, what he had to do in the mosque. And he comes out side the mosque and he takes out uh, money, uh, two dirhams uh, from his pocket in order to compensate this particular person because he has done a job. And as he was taking out uh, the money in order to find that the person is gone, khalas. And he saw his mule standing, but there's no reins on the mule. <laughs> and so Ali says, subhanAllah, and he had to send somebody to go buy. He goes to the market. And he found they sold this guy, sold the reins of Sina Ali's mule, and you know, he stole it. And Sina Ali then responded by saying, Honorable listeners, he said, Wallahi, that indeed this particular person, he acquired rizq via haram manner. And he said, Falo sabr hadha razu, la bidhalika dirhamayni halala. If this person would have sabr, and then Allah would have conveyed his sustenance for him in a halal manner and Allah reward him for that sustenance. So every sustenance halal manner that we gain, Allah reward us for doing it. But he was in a rush and he was in a hurry. So he has taken that uh, rizq in a haram manner. So make dua, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grants us understanding of Allah's deen. Make dua, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it possible for us to always acquire our sustenance in a halal manner. Inshallah, wa nakhtafi bidhalik wa akhru da'wana wa alhamdulillah rabbil alameen.